Welcome to Slutty Activism, the podcast that teaches you to fight fascism with your genitals. Really, you can become the change you want to see in the world by becoming an extraordinary lover. No experience necessary. I'm your host, certified sex coach and professional sexual revolutionary, Sarah Martin. Let's get started. Hello, friend. Welcome to this bonus episode of the Slutty Activism Podcast. Have you ever hit a slump when it comes to pleasure? You go from being in the flow, excited by the novelty of your experiences, living out your resourcefulness and creativity in deliciously debauched ways until all of a sudden you experience something like writer's block, but for your orgasms. Or maybe you weren't really pursuing novelty and experimentation and instead are curious about what more is possible, given that you grew up with a pretty limited frame of reference about sexuality. Or maybe you're happy. Things are going great in the pleasure department, and you'd just like to add more. One of the best things to do when you're out of ideas is to look to others for inspiration. We, as humans, are primates that learn by following examples, after all, And each of us brings our own unique lens and ideas to experiences of sensuality, sexuality, and eroticism. It can be wonderful to chat with your close friends for inspiration. I'm especially lucky because my close friends include some of the most talented, creative, and downright interesting sexologists on the planet. So... It is with great joy that I'm bringing you a series of conversations with my colleagues on the topic of uncommon pleasure. The goal is to share with you fresh, new ideas and practical, actionable tips and advice so that you can start enhancing your pleasure immediately, as well as store up some ideas for the future. You'll also hear me make reference to video recordings. These are available as part of the five-day Pleasure Diary Challenge in the Slutty Activism Podcast Community Group. You can join for free by going to sluttyactivism.group. In today's episode, you'll be treated to my conversation with Dr. Norlin Parker as I learn about cannabis and pleasure for essentially the very first time. Dr. Norlin Parker is a cannabis health and pleasure coach who has blended sexology, sex coaching, sexological bodywork, and cannabis education into this extraordinary alchemy of canna-infused pleasure. I have no shame in admitting I was a total noob before this conversation, and what we covered here totally blew my mind. Norlin walks us through what's important to know about how cannabis can support pleasure, factors that can affect your cannabis experiences, and the elements of conscious cannabis use. There are so many practical takeaways, and this is a great episode if you, like me, (laughs) have been curious in the wake of the increasing legalization of recreational cannabis, but had no clue where to begin. (laughs) All right, that is enough from me. Let's go and listen in now. Hello, everyone. Oh, my goodness. I am so excited 
to be introducing you to my dear friend and colleague who's joining us here today um, in our series where we're taking a look at uncommon pleasures. Uh, everyone, I am so pleased to introduce to you Dr. Norlin Parker. And Dr. Norlin is a cannabis health and pleasure coach from Sacramento, California, who has seamlessly blended together advanced trainings in the fields of sexology, sex coaching, sexological bodywork, and cannabis education in order to help her clients create canna-infused pleasure. And in her free time, you can find her reading at Poetry Open Mic Nights, uh, on a blues fusion dance floor, or playing the ukulele. And all around, Norlin is one of my dear friends. So Norlin, say hello to the people. <laughs> hello, everyone. And hello, Sarah. It's really awesome to be here today. Yay! And <laughs> I, I so wanted you to come and share with us from your font of wisdom, because when it comes to all things cannabis and pleasure, I have a vague awareness that this is out there in the world. And yet I know so very little about it. One of our uh, friends in common, uh, a lovely human named Lucy Rowett, ah, once Lucy. she, yeah, well, one time she went to California and while she was there, she picked up Foria Lube and uh -huh. has not shut up about it since. And so that's one of the things that like cottoned me on to, huh, maybe there's something here. And then knowing you and all that you've invested into learning more about cannabis education generally, plus you're an incredible sexologist. I'm like, you know, I, I'm wondering, you know, what, where do you even begin when you're thinking about how cannabis and pleasure might go together? Yeah, there's definitely a lot, um, a lot out there right now. And luckily the laws are changing. So it's making information more widely available. And where I like to start with framing how cannabis can support uh, individualized pleasure is the fact that we all have what's called an endocannabinoid system. So ECS for short. And this ECS system in our bodies is, is plays a critical role in the regulation of disease. It keeps our bodies, many of the body systems in states of homeostasis out of the fight or flight. So if you think of any health conditions or something like anxiety or depression, whether or not it's acute or more um, or less acute, you know, just these like systems chronic, less <laughs> cute, chronic. <laughs> so if you think about this wide array of health conditions that could interrupt pleasure, the way cannabis can help is by mitigating those systems and bringing us back to the symptoms and bringing our systems back to homeostasis. So that's the, the method that I look at how it's actually supporting pleasure. Um, and so most often people think of cannabis and they think of getting high. That's typically the first thing. And that's coming from the endocannabinoid THC. The one that is not psychoactive is CBD. Uh, and there's, let's see here, 
In our system, you can think of it as a lock and key. And the endocannabinoids our bodies naturally produce. Um, for example, if you're in a state of pain, your body's going to produce endocannabinoids, and then they'll fit into the locks or the receptors. So when we ingest cannabis, these cannabis-like com compounds or endocannabinoids are the cannabis-like compounds that fit really neatly into those receptors. Um, and then we've got enzymes that are responsible for making them and breaking down the cannabinoids. So um, that's kind of the ECS in a nutshell. And I, and I think that um, one of the biggest things when talking about to people who are kind of curious, because I, for example, came into this scene and industry and eventually got my certification in cannabis coaching. Um, but way before that, I was somebody who was terribly afraid of getting too high. Um, I, I, I didn't want any part of it. Um, but I really wanted to experience the benefits of cannabis, especially dealing with my chronic pain conditions. And for me, that was in the realm of TMJ disorder. So really tight locking up jaw that creates created migraines and, and just daily discomfort um, that eventually <laughs> interrupted my experience of sexual pleasure. Um, and then lichen sclerosis, which is a vulvar skin condition um, that's an autoimmune so those are the, those were my entry points. And I said, how can I use cannabis without getting high? And the beauty of topicals is that you can't get high from those. And our, our um, skin has natural um, receptors. So there's things like cannabis lubes, cannabis balms, cannabis moisturizers that are um, specifically formulated, keeping pH in mind to help do things like relax, just relax the muscles, um, increase blood flow, which leads to naturally increased sensation, um, and then actually improve the health of the skin if you're dealing with something like lichen sclerosis or any other skin condition that affects the vulva. So is this really specifically like genital application or can this be full body or is it different products for different parts of the body? I'm kind of curious how that works. Yeah. So you'll most, when you search cannabis topical, you're, you're probably most often going to first see um, balms for like muscle aches or stuff formulated for eczema. So that's, that, that came first, I think, before the form, the products that are specifically formulated for um, genitals. And right now there's at least 12 um, pretty well-known brands wow. um, on the market that, so it's, it's definitely becoming more common for the, the genital formulated. Um, I more often see stuff targeted towards vulva, the vulva, but um in terms of balms for like actual specific health concerns, but then um, things like the intimacy lubes and moisturizers, that's regardless of gender and helpful for anyone um, okay. in a very general sense. And so can your vulva or your penis get high even if you don't get high? So in a way, if you're experiencing increased sensation and more blood flow and all, you know, and you feel more relaxed in a way, I do feel like 
my genitals are high, right? But it's not psychoactively high. That high stays below the belt. Okay. Nothing is happening with um, my my brain my psychoactive, right? It's just it's just yes, the physical sensations are are definitely increased. So yeah, my genitals are high, <laughs> but not my brain. <laughs> and for for anybody listening, like what can they expect? Because I think sometimes folks who are kind of curious or I don't know, who grew up like me in the D.A.R.E. era when we were all told that marijuana use was going to mean that like our whole entire lives would fall apart and we'd become worthless in the eyes of society and blah, blah, blah. Like there was so much anti-marijuana propaganda growing up. And so, and we know just like when it comes to sex and sexual expression, right, that even when we, you know, start opening up to that, those early childhood messages stick with us. So, you know, is there something you can say to like, I don't know, just kind of give that preview of like, hey, it's not like you're going to go out and then, you know, everything is going to fall apart. Instead, actually, what'll happen is this and it's actually pretty chill because I imagine that's what it's actually like. But putting my, you know, head into that place, I'm kind of curious what you might say. Yeah. So funny enough, uh, in my school, in elementary school, I recall writing a dare essay and <laughs> I won this contest and um, read my essay in front of the entire school. <laughs> what? This Fast is amazing. Forward. Do yeah. you still have this essay? Wait, pause. <laughs> I bet you my mom does. Okay. Well, if if you can dig it out and find it, I really would invite you to come back so that we can do a special reading of the Dr. Norlin Parker Dare essay. But anyway, oh I digress. <laughs> Coming back. Yeah, tell tell me more. So the way I like to coach my candy curious clients is is about looking for the Goldilocks ratio, which is for many people, the Goldilocks ratio, many people say that's one to one. And what I mean by ratio is like CBD to THC. Okay. So a lot of people who are like, well, I do want some benefits of cannabis, but I'm going to make sure the product is just CBD and there's 0% THC. Um, and if that's the only way you feel comfortable to start, I support that. But there's something pretty magical that happens in terms of how CBD and THC interact and the other spread of um, endocannabinoids. Those are just the two that you hear about all the time, but there's many others that we definitely, we test and we can see the lab results and you can have these different percentages. And there's like CBD will function better with at least a little THC in the mix. So when you go to a dispensary, um, definitely when you're saying it's your first time, most dispensaries that I've gone to, they have really knowledgeable staff and they can describe, help describe the experience of the specific strains or products and also help you select which ingestion method is right for you. So for the newbie, it's not, it doesn't have to be 
okay, I'm going to bear through this first high experience and hope that it's not too much. We really coach, I coach on starting low and going slow and we're talking micro dose ranges. So we're talking 2.5 milligrams. Like when you go to a dispensary, most of the micro dosing is, is 2.5 to five and like okay. an average five milligram gummy. And if you want to start at 2.5 mark, you just bite it in half. Um, and so it's really important early on to start tracking your experiences slash your sex experiences when you start incorporating it. And not only are you going to track your um, the physical sensations that you're going through, but before and after tracking things like how much you slept the last night, how hydrated you are. Did you eat this with companion foods? Um, there's certain foods that can increase the intensity of your high or decrease it. Really? Um, yeah. Um, wow. I believe mangoes, I think, have a similar terpene, uh, the same terpene that, um, so if you take it with certain strains or I think maybe in a general sense, but and then the flip side goes, there's other foods that you can, if you have on hand, um, in case you find yourself too high to help the cannabis move through your system quicker. So it's good to have a first time high sort of checklist and track things like how much you ate, what companion foods, who, who you're, who you're with and journal that so that over time you can start to really dial in what strains are good for you, how they make you feel maybe this strain or product is good for you during the daytime, but not the nighttime time of day is important. So there's, there's all these elements that I have fun helping my clients track. So to, to reduce the overwhelm for their first experiences, and then they have confidence to say, all right, I know five milligrams. I'm barely starting to feel it. I'm not going to double it, but I'm going to go up two more milligrams and see what that looks like. Cool. So it sounds like you can take this tapered approach. And I suppose this is the benefit to legalization, which is also something we didn't have, you know, back in the day, right? That you can actually know what you're getting and you can do it in this very, you know, this way where you're in control and you know what's going on, right? You know, just thinking back to you know, experiences I remember being recounted from when I was yeah. a young person where you're kind of placing your trust in somebody who was, you know, essentially doing an illegal activity. And many of them were perfectly nice people. And at the same time, right, you might get something that's far stronger than you were expecting. Whereas here, what I'm hearing is that actually there's quite a lot of control that you have in, in terms of interacting at a dispensary to get the right thing for you. And also what I'm hearing, because I know where the legal patchwork differs around the country, around the world, so around the United States and, and the world beyond, in some places where THC still isn't available, you can often get CBD products. And so what I'm hearing is that even though CBD has a better effect when it's together with THC in the right proportions that you can still get some benefit using CBD products on their own. Have I got that right? Yes. Yeah. 
and and that's definitely why, especially even if the THC is available in that person's area, but they feel most comfortable sticking with the zero percent THC, there's still mm-hmm. benefits to be had. Um, but it's definitely in the states that areas that where you can't get it, I definitely go for it. Um, and yeah. beautiful I just wanted to offer that summary to show that even if you're somewhere and you're listening to this and you're like can't get anything with THC here you know check and see if CBD is something that's possible for you to interact with and and that there might be possibilities for you there too to experience these other benefits I would like to if I could add to um there's there's really great products that help you um, like infusion, I can't remember the actual name, but like they, you can buy an infusion machine at home and it, it'll, it'll sit on your kitchen counter and it looks really like just another kitchen appliance. And, (laughs) um, if you find that prices are, cause it can get pricey depending on taxes, um, and sometimes there, there's double tax. There's like the state tax, there's like the county tax. So you oh, might wow. find that little tin of gummies um, ends up, you're paying double in taxes, unfortunately. So if you're able to check your growing laws and you want to grow just a personal amount, I think, for example, um, where I'm at, I th- not 100% updated on what to currently grow, but like six plants, I think was a maximum. That's plenty for one household to create some to um, process this dry herb versus save some of the shake, which the shake is what you clip off. When you buy bud in a store, it comes like in a dispensary, it's like really pretty and they've clipped off all of the extra dry leaves. Well, when you clip it off, if you save that, you can actually put it into an infusion machine. Okay. Um, like extract extraction, probably is a better word. You extract it in like olive oil. And then you can have your own olive oil tincture or you can make butter. So that makes it more cost effective. And in terms of dosage, you can get that there there are things to buy that you can t- test the strength of products you make at home. So all of these things are making it more available for the average person to make, prepare, and their own medicine or recreational. <laughs> yeah. What but. I'm what I'm hearing here really is that there's a whole spectrum of from upon which you can engage. And so rather than getting overwhelmed, it's about finding like what's an initial entry point for you to discover, is this for you? Is it not for you? And I'm wondering, Norlin, I know that you have a set of 14 elements that make for a great conscious uh, cannabis use when it comes to sexploration. And I'm wondering, you know, would you like to share any of those either in summary or what those 14 points are? Because I think that's part of your magic is that you know how to integrate this deep knowledge of cannabis and how it works with our bodies and what it can do together with your deep knowledge of human sexuality and what our bodies can do to make a magic. So would you like to share anything with us on that? Yeah. Um, so some of them I mentioned earlier, um, but so like the diet companion foods, um, the companions who you're with, 
um, your environment surroundings. So for example, um, how your how you process time may change and um, which ties into these studies that show that cannabis can have an effect positively on orgasm. There's, you know, is that more in a physical sense? Here's like some questions that have arose from these studies. Is it um, because it's physically making an orgasm stronger or is it your sense of time and the mm. orgasm is longer? So I I like that's that's definitely something that I talk about in conscious cannabis use to consider your environment and surroundings so that it's supportive, especially if you become more sensitive to sounds or you need certain things to support you in that um, hydration time between doses, um, especially when you're first starting out, you want to start with maybe maximum two doses a day um, and play around with the space between those doses. And then you can, when you're, when you're more experienced, you can sort of start stacking in a way that can elongate or either the pleasure that you're aiming for or the mitigation of symptoms too. If you, you, you know that this time of day, my back pain and like, let's get ahead of that. And in terms of planning sexual experiences with yourself or partner, you can sort of anticipate, okay, I'm going to get ahead of this pain and then prime myself for this sex sexual experience. Um, satiation. So I include tracking on, um, being more in tune into intuitive eating. Um, so I bring up whether or not you're somebody that eats very rigid schedules and like how to plan on that, or if you want to explore intuitive eating styles so that, and see how that affects your cannabis use. Um, movement. I really like talking about movement too, because um, something like, so you, you like the runner's high, right? So you run and you have all these great exercise endorphins and all the things. Um, if you're a, become a regular cannabis user, the way that the cannabis is stored in your fat cells, when you run or exercise vigorously, that cannabis that has been stored can come out of oh, your, wow. literally get a runner's high. Um, that is kind of <laughs> unexpected. Um, so my partner, he, he definitely goes, goes through that. Um, and that's something to, you know, embrace for some or, or prepare for, you know, okay. I might feel a little more lit after this run, <laughs> depending <laughs> on how recently, um, I, but it's usually not to a level where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm too, too high to do anything after this workout. It's just helping people in this wider fabric of being conscious about cannabis use to sensitize yourself to when you approach these edges. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> oh, and what I'm hearing too, in all of these elements is that, I mean, to me, that just sounds like the practice of becoming conscious in general of self and one's experiences. And so I'm even thinking listeners, if you listen to all of this and you're just like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna. I think that's even something you can still take away is like, well, you know, mapping together 
who you're with and what you ate and how much you slept and how hydrated you are and how that relates to your sexual experience on its own is a very powerful thing. And then seeing how intimately that could link together with cannabis use and sexual experience is like just adding another layer of potential delight on top of what you already have, right? Yeah. And, and it, sometimes in my first sessions with the canna curious, it's, it, it sounds like a lot. And we, we, we have things to, to um, start tracking. It can for some, some people eat it right up. They're like, I'm already an analog <laughs> um, <laughs> agenda person. And they just like, you know, sticker mode, bullet journaling, you know, so I, I, I work with both types of, of clients, but if it feels like overwhelm, uh, overwhelming to um, do all at once, I mean, it's just, it's, tuning in you don't have to be perfect at this tracking um a lot of times the tracking just is for the eight weeks if i'm doing an eight week session um package yeah um track over the, the the duration of the eight weeks and then it becomes more internalized and beyond the eight weeks you don't you find yourself not needing to track as much or you track you know once a month or you only track when you've introduced a new product yeah new you know so it's not necessarily a, a the thing that goes on forever and ever. Um, and there's beautiful, um, one of my favorite cannabis sex experience tracking journal is by Goldleaf. Um, I'm a huge fan of that. So it's really beautiful design, simple, and it's it makes the tracking sexy. <laughs> so I will love to include a link to that in the show notes. So anybody who's curious can go and find this tracker because I was I was going to ask, like, so how do you recommend doing that? But thank you for sharing that with us. I'm sorry to interrupt. Please no, no, continue. No. There was more on that point, but I'm just like, yes, there we go. There's the tracker. Um, <laughs> can you tell that I'm a type A personality? <laughs> anyway, well, and, and the other theme I'm really hearing in everything that you're sharing, Norlin, is a sense of curiosity, like coming to your exploration of cannabis and sex with a healthy dose of curiosity seems to be something that's underlying the entire process. And I think that that's very much in line with my understanding of how we can have the best possible sexual experiences is that curiosity is often the antidote to a lot of things, right? To some of the the shame and fear and anxieties that we can feel around our sexuality. So I'm just curious your take on curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> so what I thought of first is the element of the terpene. So, and, and how, how fun it is to choose cannabis strains based off of the smell. Mm. Um, so terpenes can broadly be understood as like the essential oil of um, this particular cannabis strain. So most of us probably grew up with thinking of the skunky smell of cannabis. Well, mm. now there's so many different kinds. And um, my partner, he acts like he's smelling different types of wine. You can get really, really fancy with it. That's what I heard, that it is kind of, you can almost go sommelier levels, right? Of like, that's what's the, the yes. they all have a nose. And I think that's fascinating. And that's so sensual. 
too, it right? Is. Yeah. I, when I, I worked a couple of harvests several years ago and there before, before they were even cut down, um, a couple of weeks before the harvest, um, the smell is intoxicating. I know I wasn't having a psychoactive effect, but I was essentially smelling like the pheromones of this beautiful plant. And it like some, it's really earthy. And I could feel like expansion in my chest when I let, I allowed myself to be curious. And so as it's curing, the smell changes. And then when you have um, flour that's ready to, to smoke, one tip is to lean towards this, the terpene profiles that actually resonate with you. And, and I, I compare it very similarly to how a massage therapist will sometimes during intake, of course, mm. they're going to consider the essential oils that would help you with your specific concern, but also intuitively let you, if, you know, even if this essential oil is supposed to be great for your health concern, if you hate the way it smells, <laughs> there's gonna be, you know, there's going to be some dissonance and, and it also might be, um, a signal of, uh, intolerance for that essential oil, you know, or a mm. hypersensitivity. So, um, if for example, citrus, citrus, um, terpene is a uh, limonene. So that one is typically an energizing type of, um, cannabis strain, um, black, the black pepper smell is karyophylline and it's for a ga- it's like a gastroprotective. So you can, you can look at charts online if you're at all curious. And I don't know when you mentioned like <laughs> what my take on, on curiosity, I think the more you get into this and you see the, the wide array of, of cannabis strains and the combinations and remaining curious about how each can react, um, interact with your own endocannabinoid system is really expands the possibilities of how it could help you with chronic health conditions or just enhance pleasure. And something from very like the ritual of doing a self self care. Like if you're, you're feeling stressed and you're going to combine a CBD bath bomb and you feel like you want to take a high CBD joint and smoke that in your bath before some scheduled um, partnered experience you have coming up later that evening. You know, like you can really make this luxurious experience, even though it started from the fact that you're maybe in pain and you're like, okay, how do I do this? But you flip it around. And I, I feel like cannabis for me has really given me back a lot of my pleasure and opened me up, especially when I felt like I lost a lot due to my chronic health conditions. Um, and it regained ownership over myself through cannabis in a way. Mm, beautiful. And I don't know, I feel some kind of sadness in my body and I had this thought like I want to check it with you because you were just you were giving such an awesome description of how I don't know in their way not to sound woo but just to sound yeah. like okay we're mammals here on planet earth yeah. like, like the plants were communicating with you or they were communicating and you were able to pick it up which made me think you know like we co-evolved with cannabis plants didn't we because they're well 
some of them are very hardy, right? They can live almost anywhere. And then, I don't know, do you see a connection between the way that we've treated our relationship with cannabis and the way that, for example, we treat the relationship with female sexuality, which is almost like, lock it down, this shit is dangerous, when actually that's because it's part of the pathway to liberation. Because I'm just thinking about how, like, why do we demonize this so much when actually it sounds like this plant matches and meets a bunch of needs that we have and like so much so that you were talking about it basically being like locks and keys and look at all of these varieties that can help with all of these things Mm -hmm. why 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 Norlin what's your take get up on a soapbox and have a rant (laughs) Like, cause I kind of feel like having one, it's like, it's, it's the same thing over and over. And like, that's what, you know, cause here on the slutty activism podcast, we're talking about the ways that traditional approaches to dating, sex and relationship facilitate fascism and what we can do differently in order to bring about change in the world. And I'm just getting that feeling that I often get when it comes to sex and relationships. Just now I'm having that about cannabis and the way that you know, there are crackdowns on this all over the world. And it's kind of like, why? Like, this is peaceful, what you're sharing with me, right? And it's only the the bullshit that we've done to it that, like, creates violence around it. And it makes, like, there's some very clear parallels. Discuss. (laughs) Yeah, and and I think, even even in the places where it's accepted the most, like a state like California, um, the cost as a barrier for many people to access um, cannabis is really heartbreaking. So mm. even when it's 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 like okay, it's out in the open, no stigma, you're allowed to grow even. Um, but even the setup can potentially be expensive to start. Um, so it's, I mean, I always, the first, the first thing that started circling my mind when we went, you brought this up is, is you've got alcohol and alcohol is still a huge part of our culture. And I don't see any, uh, shifts anytime soon in how we say like we deserve it it's friday i deserve this and 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 that's fine mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but what about consciously consuming alcohol as well you know there's a big difference between saying i worked really hard this week i'm going i deserve xyz amount and then find yourself recovering all weekend um and that's a huge part of our culture and it's really accepted and that's what it is and then you take cannabis and oh yeah I feel like I deserve this this joint and this (laughs) and this vape pen and I want to relax with that you know and there's just sometimes there's just a very different vibe and then um, and judgment and and people are are still feeling like they have to hide from their family or partners, um, which is even more heartbreaking, especially when the motivation is 
to enhance sexual pleasure or yeah to have a break from the pain that is interrupting the sexual pleasure you know all these things and and but then you come up against these walls um and cost barriers and and things like that so it's 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 wildly frustrating um yeah and and really really hard to process for sure yeah thank you for commenting I didn't mean to lower the mood but I'm just like oh my god there's a it's it's a similar sort of thing right and that's not to say just like just like being a slutty activist doesn't mean you have to just go out and have sex with everyone like you know it's all about choice and here like if you don't wanna you don't gotta and at the same time making this something that's accessible to people and de-shaming it I think is equally as important as when we do that to human sexuality and then the fusion of the two you know, you're on to something, Dr. Norlin. <laughs> and so one other quick question, just because we've spent a lot of time talking about like sort of beginners and the kind of curious, because I think a lot of our listeners will fall into that bucket. And at the same mm-hmm. time, I imagine there might be a couple of people here who are like, come on now, I know what I'm doing. What would be your top tip for somebody who's already got some experience either with like, cannabis or THC CBD products like gummies or bombs or lubes like something they might not have thought of something creative I did love your suggestion about the CBD bath bomb and the joint as you're warming up to go on a on an encounter of of some sorts I'm wondering have you got a suggestion of something similar for maybe folks who are already a bit comfortable and kind of know where they sit and maybe just have never thought of before yoga yoga combining yoga and cannabis um i believe there's a book called ganja yoga um that was really popular for a bit beautiful beautiful cover too i i can i can see it um ganja yoga so i think combining combining your cannabis experience with physical activity like like yoga or um what else uh, massage mm. and giving and receiving massage and um that can be a really it really changes <laughs> um what your experience can be on either end i remember um th- for sure the sense of expansion and timelessness and when I finally felt more comfortable taking a higher dose and I thought and I was going to massage perform the massage and I mean I easily massaged for nearly two hours thinking it was one hour because (laughs) you know and and it was great and I was just as and for sure the recipient was very happy (laughs) with a nearly two hour massage so I mean I think branching out and safely combining it with with touched based modalities, not you know, because you might have already made the connection of like sex, sex and cannabis, self pleasure and cannabis is good, but what about other non sexual things um, um, with with movement? And um, I also really encourage trying to make your own um, when you're. I mean, you can start right away if you're just getting into it. Um, 
carefully and <laughs> perhaps with a guide so that you're not accidentally making something too too strong. But um, if you've been an experienced cannabis user for a long time and you've never tried making it, I think there's something really special about being a part of the process and perhaps knowing the grower and then making the tincture yourself. So um, yeah, I think those are the top sort of things that come to mind, but I mean, yoga too, you could be a newbie of yoga. And I like, I like my little, my favorite are some high CBD, low THC, half pre-rolls that um, I'm starting to see a lot more in California. And like one of those half joints before a yoga session is just so nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Norlin, thank you so much for sharing so generously with all of us here. I know I'm taking away a lot because I'm I'm in the beginner camp when it comes to all of this. And so this has been juicy and I feel more confident like I could go out and create an experience even starting from where I am now. And so I'm hoping that others listening to this will have a similar sort of feeling. And if they'd like to take it further, Norlin, could you tell us a bit about where we could find you if we want to learn more? Yes. Um, so you can find me at cannainfusedpleasure.coach. And pretty soon I'll be unveiling a eight-week program um, which I'm really excited about that will be focused on the integration of uh, cannabis and sexual pleasure. Excellent. Well, and whenever that drops, we'd love to have you come back and share with us a little bit more about what's going on. So yeah, um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Norlin. And thank you everybody who's listened. So if you're catching the video or if you're listening to this on the podcast itself. Thank you so much for spending some of your time and attention here with us. And we will uh, see you again on the internet sometime soon. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to head over to sluttyactivism.com and learn how you can get started changing the world with pleasure. Also, make sure to follow the show so that you get notified when I drop a new episode. And if you want to connect with other like-minded people, come join us in Certainty for Overthinkers, the Slutty Activism Podcast Community Facebook group. Hope to see you there.